Aloha. Welcome to Finding Your Piece of the Rock on ThinkTech Hawaii. I'm your host, Abe Lee. I have been a real estate licensed agent since 1973. I'm the owner of Century 21 iProperties Hawaii and work with over 100 wonderful real estate agents. I started Abe Lee Seminars in 1980. I have taught over 10,000 students to help them get their real estate license and teach continuing education classes for licensees to renew the li li their license every two years. Our show is dedicated to helping buyers and sellers understand the process involved in a real estate transaction. Our special guests will talk about legal issues, escrow, title, getting a loan, survey, home inspections, insurance, contracts, wills and trusts, and much, much more. The important We're going to discuss today the importance of condo insurance. My special guest today is Sarita Sue Savio, the guru of condominium insurance. Sue was born in Honolulu and is the owner of Insurance Associates. Her agency specializes in insuring condominiums, townhomes, and community associations. The agency was founded in 1969 by Rudy Savio, and Sue has been the owner since 1975. Sue is an active member of the Community Association Institute known as CAI, and CAI is a national organization dedicated to providing education and resources to the volunteer homeowners who govern their community. Sue is past president of CAI Hawaii and has served on their board in different capacities since 2000. She also served as president of the Hawaii Independent Insurance Agents Association and currently serves as president of two condominiums. Sue, thank you very much for being with us today. And thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I guys tell you, Sue, whenever I mention condo insurance, your name pops up more than anybody else, as you well know. So thank you. So tell us about where you lived, your education, your work history. Okay, well, I was born and raised on Oahu, and I still live on Oahu. I have uh, been working, as you stated, in the insurance industry since 1975. Prior to that, I was an elementary school teacher. It's a good career to have insurance. It um, gives me the opportunity to still teach because I'm teaching boards and owners all about insurance, just like I am here today teaching, hopefully everyone who's listening, all about condo insurance. And it's an important job, but I truly enjoy it and work several hours a day, more so than the average person. But it's what I do and what I enjoy. So, Sue, I'm curious, how did you switch from education to insurance? Well, it was a learning curve that was a shock because my father was going, my youngest brother was graduating from college and dad wanted to teach us both about insurance. So I took a year's leave of absence from the DOE. But unfortunately, he passed away six days uh -huh. later. Uh -huh. So I was learning on the hard way. Instantly, I had to get my licenses. I, my brother and I just thought, well, we have no other choice but to do this. And so we did it. And after about three to five months, mom said, well, maybe we should sell the agency. I said, no, we like it. We're going to do it. We're going to keep it. And so here we are, you know, what, 40 years later, <laughs> still sitting here enjoying the job. Terrific. So, Amazing. It worked. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I see from your website that you insure property, car, life, and business. Can you tell us about insuring homes and condominiums? Because that seems to be your specialty. Condominiums and homes are our specialty. Being from a real estate family, because mother was in real estate, it was very important 
to own real estate. And it was always taught to us that this was our most valuable asset. And as we all know, Abe, from the things we bought back in the 70s and 80s, how valuable this asset is. And of course, the most important thing is to make sure that you have it insured. Because if something goes wrong, you want to make sure the insurance company is there, whether it's a fire, whether it's a hurricane, whether it's a car that creams through your house, whatever the case may be, it's an asset. Our most valuable asset for people in Hawaii is the property we own. So whether a single family home, a condo, a community association, a co-op, you need to insure your asset. So Sue, what advice would you have for people who want to buy a home and their insurance needs? What comes first? Okay, well, first you got to buy the home and you got <laughs> to get that home and you've got to, you got to really want it, you know, and you've got right. to work towards it. Once you get it, okay, you then need to say, well, what did I just buy? Mm. Many a person buys a condo and has no concept what a condo is because condos can be high rises. They could be low rises. They could be single family homes. You could buy a cave in the middle of a mountain and that's your condo. There's all types of condos. And now we have a lot of farmland being converted to condos. Mm. So you, it could be many different things and you have to understand what did I buy? What is already covered under my maintenance fees? And what do I have to cover as a unit owner? And if in doubt, ask your realtor. They're very good about that knowledge. But if it need more, always call the agent of that complex. And feel free to ask all the questions you need because every agent wants to make sure that you're adequately covered. The master policy, which was you pay for in your maintenance fees, which all owners, when you buy in a condo, has a master policy, only can cover you up to as originally built, where then your HO6, which is your personal policy for a unit owner, takes over. So the two policies together should always get you back to square one if you have a claim. So that's why it's so important that you don't rely on just what happens at escrow. They close escrow, they got a master policy, your mortgage companies receive proof, but you know what you need to make sure you have the rest of that coverage. So there's two policies that every owner needs on a condo. Okay, so can you walk us through the process of what needs to be done when there's a damage to the owner's condo unit? <clears throat> Who does what and what's the steps involved? Okay, so when there is a claim, let's take the one that happens seven to 10 times a day in our agency, and that's the water overflow, sudden and accidental because the appliance overflowed, the ice maker leak, the washing machine, something happened with water, and you're the top unit and it goes down three floors, okay? The master policy under the condo statutes has to cover the building as originally built. So the master policy is going to take care of the ceiling, the flooring, the cabinets, the tubs, the toilets, the sinks, the walls, the floor. That's as originally built. And they're going to take care of the cost of drying out the unit because that's part of the master policy. But the damage to your contents, the fact that you can't live in your unit for five or six days while we're drying it out, the loss to your um, unit because you used to rent it out, that's all under your HO6. It's called an HO6, Homeowners Form 6, for condo unit owners. So you need to buy that policy to complement the master policy. We take care of the building as built. We will give the association the funds for your unit and the two units that you damaged. It will have the breakout. There will be a deductible. So let's say the association's deductible is $10,000. That $10,000 will be charged to you as it was your appliance that leaked. But if you have your HO6, they will pick up that deductible. So not only your contents, your liability, your 
upgrades your rental income if you rent it or your loss of use if you live in it, plus the deductible is all covered under the HO6. So it's very important that both policies work together. Now, some people are penny wise and pound foolish and don't want to pay for this, right? I mean, yes. don't they grumble like saying it's $30 a month or something? Oh, it's terrible how they <laughs> grumble. I mean, it's, you know, I get calls all the time. I've got this policy, it costs me $200. Can you beat it? I say, not only will I not beat it, I'm going to raise it for you because you should have this, this, and this. You don't have enough coverage. And they say, well, I've never had a claim. I said, but if you have a claim, do you understand what's going to happen? You've got a $10,000 deductible that could be charged for you, and you're grumbling to pay $300 for a 10000 savings plus contents. It's a fight. In fact, the insurance industry estimates of all the condos we have that probably only 60% of people carry coverage. Wow. Sad state of affairs especially with how high deductibles are getting to be. Especially when the buildings are older and you got more pipes that are being broken and you got sewer lines, water lines, electrical lines. You hit the nail on the head. We have old buildings. And when you figure that there's roughly 90% of the condos, the high rises in Hawaii were built before 1990. That's a lot of old buildings with old pipes, with old appliances, And you know how hard it is to get owners to change their appliance? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can send out a note. I'm a board president. I know. We can send out a notice that say, you know, water heaters are reaching 10 to 12 years of age. They must be replaced. And maybe 50% will do it. And then sure enough, somebody's water heater will leak down and we've got 80 gallons of water. I mean, it's a shame. It's just really hard to make people understand you have to maintain. And if you don't maintain, you're going to have claims. We're going to cover some of the more major stuff that happened, like the Marco Polo and other huge damages. That's just, you know, very devastating. But what's a deductible and who pays for that? Okay. Every policy has a deductible. On an HO6, your personal policy, it could be made $500 or $1,000. On a master policy, the one that covers the building, it could be anywhere from $10,000 to $300,000. Those are the deductibles right now. Some buildings actually have a $300,000 deductible, okay? It's because they have so many claims, we can't get them to repair their pipes or replace them. And it's very expensive to replace pipes in a high rise because you've got to bust down the concrete, put in the new pipes. You're looking at $4 million, $5 million. So obviously they're fighting having to change them, but it's something that has to be done. And in the meantime, they're getting this huge deductible because they have so many claims. So... The deductibles vary Abe, all the way from, you know, five. I still have condos that have 5,000, but that's a rarity. Most are at least 10 all the way up. So it's, if you've got a condo that has a high deductible, for sure you have to have an HO6. Oh my goodness. That yeah. is crazy. It okay, is. Okay, so now, what are the absolute must that you recommend that the homeowners have? You said HO6. Right. What is HO4? HO4 is for the tenant. So if you're a landlord and you rent out your unit, trust me, tenants cause claims. If you don't have an HO4 for you, if you don't demand that your tenant shows you an HO4 and they set the place on fire, which has happened. I had a tenant put, as they were moving in, put boxes all over the kitchen. It got kind of full. They put one on the stove, went down to get their last box. Guess what? The one on the stove burned, caused an $800,000 fire. Okay, I can't stress to you that the landlord not only lost a tenant that was signed a year's lease, 
but the building had an $800,000 claim with a $10,000 deductible back then. The landlord got charged that $10,000 deductible. Now, if he had made those tenants carry an HO4, when they set the place on fire, he could charge them for that $10,000 deductible and not be outed. Plus, the HO4 covers loss of use. Because they've lost the use of the unit, He, they could still make the mortgage, I mean, the rent to him because their policy would put them up elsewhere while we refix the building. So that's what's good about an HO4. You as the landlord aren't out anything. So you should all demand that your tenants have an HO4. You still carry your HO6 to protect you, but the HO4 protects you from the acts of your tenants. Oh, my goodness. So that's really important to make sure. Right. Make sure your tenants have an HO4, whether it's a house they're renting or a condo. Okay. Because I have seen some management uh, listing saying, Tenant must show proof of homeowner's insurance, tenant's insurance. Right. And that's the reason why. Okay. That's why. Tenant cause claims just like owners. All right. Okay. Now, what are high risk component insurance coverages? Isn't that part of the new law, 514B? Correct. There's a new law called 514B, and there's an insurance section, and then there's a high risk inspection. The high risk inspection, I think, is 138. And it states that the board, with notice to the owners, can choose different things that are high risk and inspect them. So once a year, three times every three years, whatever they feel, they need to inspect them. So most condos, it's all water-bearing appliances because those cause a lot of claim. But maybe for a townhouse, it's they want to inspect the interior roofs, okay, because they're in charge of them. Or I had another one that didn't have a fire alarm system, I mean, didn't have sprinklers, so they wanted to make sure everybody's smoke alarms were installed because they didn't have a fire alarm system either because it was like a townhouse style. So they might inspect smoke detectors, okay? But it's usually water-bearing appliances. It's usually smoke detectors. Some condos have water detectors where you put a little, like a smoke alarm, but you put it down under the sink or down by the water heater so it's an alarm and it goes off when water leaks. So they'll inspect those to make sure they're working. So anything that the board feels is a high risk, this statute allows them to say, we're coming out and in 30 days, we're going to inspect your unit. And then they're going to be able to hand you a list of things that are not acceptable that you as a unit owner have to maintain, fix up, repair. And if you don't do it, the board actually has the right to do it and charge it to you. Okay, so that's what this is all about. It's not because they're being nosy and want to see what your unit looks like. They're concerned for the welfare of others who share this townhouse or this condo with you. Now, my understanding is there was a Hawaii revised statute 514A, which is an old condo law. Right. And I think in 2006, they changed it to 514B. Now, right. is it correct that all condominiums now must follow 514B and basically 514A is obsolete? Okay, 514A is obsolete. 514B came out in 2008 and you have the right to opt in. And many condos did opt in, but by 2018, whether you opted in or not, 514A went away. So we are all under 514B. But the insurance section where the board has the right to see your HO6 and force you to buy one is still something that the owners have to opt into. Uh, Many condos have not done that. Many have. So the boards actually can say, okay, owners, show us proof of your HO6. These are our minimum limits. We want our deductible covered, you know, that type of situation. And they actually have the right to see it. And if you don't show proof, they actually have the right to buy you one and charge it. 
So that's the only section, the small insurance section that we're all not under because you have to opt in. Okay. Otherwise, we're under it. So um, are there other types of insurance that you do, like for the whole association, the board of directors, liability insurance, and what other types of insurances do you cover? Okay, so every condominium, because we have governing docs or community association, because we have governing docs, has to have a board of directors, somebody to run this machine. And so there's the board faces liability. So in the bylaws of all condos and community associations, the board is can purchase directors and officers insurance so just in case something goes wrong. And if nothing goes wrong, but somebody thinks something went wrong and sues the board, you don't want to have to hit the owners up to pay for the law fees and any settlement so you can buy insurance. So it's called DNO or directors and officers coverage. So all condominiums purchase that. They also have common areas that are owned by the association as a whole. So the walkways, the streets, the parking garage, all of those things are common or limited common area. If something goes wrong, someone slips and falls, there's a pool and someone almost drowns or drowns, or the gate to the complex hits a car, those are things that the association is liable for. So they buy a general liability policy, again, protecting all the assets of every owner in that complex. The bigger the association, the more limits you need. If I got a six units versus 66, obviously I'm protecting more under 66, maybe a 5 million umbrella, and we'll talk about that as another policy, isn't enough and I need a 50 million umbrella or something of that sort. So you have directors and officers coverage, you have a general liability policy, and then you have what can, they can purchase an umbrella policy, which provides additional liability once the general liability or the DNO is used up. And of course, if you have employees, you have to have workers comp like any business and temporary disability, workers comp for injuries on the job, TDI for injuries off the job, and you got to give them health insurance because that's state law. So you're um, like a business. Oh, my goodness. Yes. There's a lot of expenses. So let me ask you, what are the your thoughts about condominium assessments now for redoing the sewer lines or the water lines or major things that need to be done, but nobody wants to do it because it costs so much money? Correct. Nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to go out and have to get a loan or to be assessed. So the board has the right to go out and get a loan if the owners approve. So if the owners say, no, nope, we're not gonna go get a loan, then the board can assess all owners. They can go get three bids to do the pipes and they can do a bid for the sprinklers because that's the next one that's coming. Or maybe they haven't done their pipes yet and they wanna do their pipes and their sprinklers. And my favorite example is 250 Ahua on the Alawai, 56 years old. They're gonna redo their pipes and they're gonna do the sprinklers at the same time. The pipes were 4.7 million. To do the sprinklers at the same time was another 800,000. So let's just round it up to 5.7 million, you know, just to make it easier. And they're doing it. They're going to go out and get a loan. Fortunately, it was during when the rates were down to 2.9%. They got a 30-year loan with the first 10 set at 2.9. Okay. And now they're, those aren't people in the, that's an older building with a lot of older people. But I think they realize that they're going to pass this asset on down to the next generation. And what grandson or granddaughter is going to want a unit that they're going to be assessed in five, 10 years after they inherit it for $50,000 because grandma and grandpa didn't take care of it. So this group of people elected to go ahead and get the loan and fix their building up and bring it up to snuff. And it's going to be set now because they're going to do the fire alarm. They're going to do the sprinklers, they're going to do their pipes. 
They're going to paint it. It's just the perfect way to go. And they, they were willing to do it. So I think we need to all follow their example and admit that this isn't something we can kick down the road all the time because it's getting to the point where you're going to have a $100,000 deductible. Why pay insurance premium? Take that money and go fix your pipes up. Go put your sprinklers in. So the association members then have a choice of paying cash for that amount if they have the money or the association will borrow the money from a bank and then assess everybody a pro rata share according to the percentage of interest in the unit? Is that how they do it? That's the way they do it. In the beginning, when they get the loan, in other words, it takes time to go get the building permit and get buy supplies. So you don't borrow the whole five million at once. You take a little at a time. So once the project is done, okay, they can say, okay, this is how much of that 5.7 we borrowed. Maybe we got it done for 5.2. And they say, this is the interest. And they say, okay, everybody share is this amount. If I have money, I can pay it off and be done with it. If I don't have money, I can just pay monthly along with many people in the complex. If I try to sell my unit, there'll spend no problem because as you know, being in the real estate business, the first question out of people's mouth is, have they done their pipes yet? Did they put the sprinklers in? I'd rather buy a building that's doing it and I know exactly how much I'm gonna be assessed as opposed to buying a building that hasn't even looked at it. So, you know, it's easier to sell with assessment against your unit for these upgrades than it is to have no upgrades done and trying to sell a comparable unit. So it's a good thing, though we don't like it. And I admit as a landlord who has a unit that's not sprinklered, I'm saving my rent, putting it aside because I will be assessed someday when they, because I'm the only one that votes yes, put the sprinklers in, but I will be assessed and I'm gonna you know, have it there to pay, but I'll pay the loan up until we know the exact amount we borrowed and then I can pay it off. So what is the status of the fire protection system now because of Marco Polo? Well, because of Marco Polo, we should be putting in sprinklers, though it hasn't passed that says we have to do it. It's still being kicked down the road. Many people are up trying to pass the LSE, which is life safety evaluation, and that does require your fire alarm to be mm-hmm. up to date. And for some condos, that alone is a million or a million and a half dollars ah. to bring it up to snuff because they have the old fire alarm systems from the 69, 60s and 70s and 80s. It's just not the way it has to be. It's not into the unit. It's not flashing lights in case you can, you're deaf. It's not loud enough with a pillow over your head style. So yes, there's big dollars being spent on the fire alarm, which is good because it brings you up to snuff, okay? and makes you an acceptable risk more. But of course, the sprinklers are the only thing that's gonna put out that fire. You know, the alarm's gonna warn you and hopefully you're gonna yeah. get out. You know, you won't have a death in the fire. But again, it's the water that puts the sprinklers out. I mean, puts the fire out. And mm-hmm. that's what insurance companies want to see, sprinklers in all of our high rises. So we have a few minutes left. This, there's a thing about braided hoses for water washers. Can you tell me us more about that? Sure. The problem with washing machines is when you leave, we all do this. We put the laundry in, turn the machine on, and we go shopping. And we come back. And there's water all over because the rubber hoses don't last very long. So there is something called, it used to be called flood check hoses, but they went under. And now it's called a braided hose. And it lasts much, much longer than a a rubber hose. When I have a condo that's never had a leak from a washing machine. And the reason is you have to enter through their lobby. The minute they see a washing machine coming in, they take that hose off. And if the unit doesn't have a braided hose, they actually give them one and say, this is the hose you will put on, okay? Uh-huh. And they mark all the units, that, and that's how it, they've never had a water leak from a washing machine. They've had ice makers leak, 
but they've never had a washing machine. And that's what's important. The other thing is water heaters rust out all the time. And they're only good for eight to 10 years. And yet you will hear people say, well, mine's 20 years old, it's in good shape. Well, it's gonna leak tomorrow, trust me. So, you know, you gotta learn to replace your appliances, even though they look okay. So how do you tell when a water heater is gonna break? You just never know, do you? No, you don't. And if you feel the where the cap where the thing goes into the, the, the what is it called the hose goes into the yeah. right there if it's wet it's yeah. getting ready to leak. Yeah. When they did my condo, they did a plumbing inspection. They did my condo, and they sent me a list, and they said my water heater is rusted out on the bottom. Yeah. Now you think I'm going on my hands and knees to look underneath my water heater? Heck no. Okay, so I called the plumber. I said, get the hell out there super duper fast. I'm the insurance agent. I can't have my water heater leak. So he did. He replaced it for me. And I marked on top of my water heater the year I bought it. Mm. So 10 years from now, I will automatically change it because I otherwise it just seems like you bought it yesterday, right? right. If you put a label on it. Yeah. So I wrote in black the year I bought it and that I have to change it in 10 years from now. Well, you know how it is. People are really, uh, I won't say cheap, but they're frugal. They're frugal. They don't want to spend it until oh. they absolutely have to do it. And it's too late, isn't it? It is too late because now you've got a claim on your record and you've right. got to pay the deductible and your insurance is going to go up. Whereas if you said, well, let's not have this happen to me. Let me go ahead and get everything replaced ahead of time, even though it costs me money and I don't have any profit this month from my rent or maybe two months, no profit. Right. At least I don't have a claim against me and I'm getting the best price insurance wise and I'm not upsetting the rest of the condominium. Oh, you're the lady who's thin to <laughs> you know, I don't want to be that woman. Yeah, you know? yeah. Sue, I wish we had more time. This has been fascinating. Thank you so much. Any last minute words of wisdom for us? I would just say when you are fortunate enough to buy any type of real estate, always check to make sure you have adequate insurance. You don't want to lose that real estate. You don't want to lose that asset, whether it's right. a hurricane that blows through or a fire. Just always, always check to make sure you have adequate coverage. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sue. I wish we had more time. And thank you, viewers, for watching the show and hope, hope it was helpful to you. If you want to get email advisories to see a complete listing of our shows, you can sign up for them on thinktechkawaii.com. We'll be back in two weeks with another, another wonderful guest, and we're looking forward to that person. And the shows are available on Think Tech Hawaii archives. Please tune in and tell your friends to watch this show. And these shows are all archived. So look up Think Tech Hawaii Sue Savio and you'll see her <laughs> repeated, okay? And for more information on real estate education, please visit our website, www.abeleafseminars.com. We're really excited about having a series of these class, uh, shows to help each of you to become a better consumer and protect yourself. So thank you so much. I'm Abe Lee, your host of Finding Your Piece of the Rock on Think Tech Hawaii. Aloha. Thank you so much for watching Think Tech Hawaii. If you like what we do, please like us and click the subscribe button on YouTube and the follow button on Vimeo. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and donate to us at thinktechhawaii.com. Mahalo.